love that movie. <laughs> it's so look like the, you uh, couldn't make that movie now. Yeah, I guess you can't. No, you. That's what's so great about it. It's the same with Clayton Bigsby. You couldn't have Clayton Bigsby now. But you like that. Malibu's Most Wanted? Yeah. I love that movie. All right. Abby used, to, Abby used to really, she likes that movie a lot too. <laughs> so oh. I actually, one time, believe it or not, are you recording? Yeah, I'm okay. recording. <laughs> she, she fucking, we were watching, we were sitting around watching it one day. Yeah. And because she, she, she thought I was joking. She was like, there's no way you actually like this movie too. And I'm like, oh no, I fucking love it. <laughs> and uh, so we started watching it, and so she had like made a video of, of the of us watching it, like just yeah. the TV, and then it cut over to me, and I was going Malibu, <laughs> Malibu. So she she uploaded it. That fucking Jamie Kennedy, he fucking commented on it. Really? Yeah, that's she, great. T- she tagged him, like throw. Oh, that's good. Th- throwback watching you know Malibu's Most Wanted or whatever the fuck, and then he commented like yeah. you know, right on or, or something like that. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! We, we we're interacting with a fucking celebrity." <laughs> Sorry, the you dog to, wanted to go outside with Mr. Squidward. Yeah, Squidward. Yeah, but yeah. Do you don't like that movie, Malibu's? Most I like. Movie? I mean, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I remember seeing it in the theater, and that was when Jamie Kennedy was huge. Yeah, like he had his own show. Yeah, he's starring his own movies. I mean, it's a silly, dumb movie, but there's a lot of. It's funny. Good, dude. yeah. It's. Re- I mean, at the time, for this white guy, like I think it was before. It was right around the time Eminem popped up. Maybe that's who I think he's made because he wears like the goofy, like the baby blue, right, right, Kangol thing. Yes, you know, yes. The, the, suit, the pants suit. It just it, it it makes me laugh. And I haven't seen it in a long time, and it's just I remember there's a lot of like really good lines from it. Yeah, not so. Tony, you couldn't have that movie now though, and it's got Kumar in it from Harold Kumar. Good yes, it does. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that was when he was only doing his Indian accent. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. nobody would hire him for anything else. Cal Penn, that's his name. Is that his name? Yeah, Cal Penn. He's funny. He's great. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the Unbalanced Note podcast. We are here today, uh, giving you a great show. Brian Kluger with BoomstickComics.com, HighDefDigest.com, and of course, jo- joined by uh, maybe Dallas's most wanted. Oh. <laughs> Jacob Douglas? No. Notorious. <laughs> Notorious. No, man. And I'm like, I'm 10 pounds lighter today, too. He's 10 pounds lighter, but he's, he's, he's in his Kangol hat and his blue jumpsuit. <laughs> That would be a great Halloween costume. Like if, 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 if you got four people to go as him and his whole crew. Do you realize people that were born before or after 2005, like 20 years ago, they would know, not know what you were? No. They, no, no, no like, that would be the point. Yeah. Because then I wouldn't have to interact with them. <laughs> like if I went as like post, you know, post Malone or right. I scribble scrabbled on my face, they'd yeah. go, oh my God, posty. They'd not have to talk to this idiot. <laughs> This is a great, it's a great filter. And it's a comfortable costume, it seems like. Dude, yeah. You have to wear one of those, like, beach sun visors. It's like upside down. Look, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the streetwear version of the Steve Harvey suit. <laughs> like the, it's like the 3X shirt, crisscross pants, yep. parachute, you know, big yeah. ass Jinkos, right? Oh, my goodness. Jinko shorts. Jinko jeans. Gadzook sold those constantly. Oh, they made shorts, too. You they remember? made shorts. Yeah, oh, that's right. They're really big shorts. Jesus. Like they stopped at your ankle. You know, un- oddly enough, I never owned a pair of Jinkos, and I was a juggalo. 
Dude, my I never owned. I owned Jinkos, and my dad, <laughs> my my mom thought they were cool, right? Because she was like, she's into the fucking like, at the time when like I don't know, trends were like kind of more. I guess when you're a parent, you know, like you just kind of want to do whatever your kid wants to do, right? You know? So she kind of hopped on board with it. She was like, "Oh, these are different, yeah." And then my dad was like, "Fucking idiot," you know those. Those look like clown pants. No, no, that's like my. I don't think my parents allowed me to have them, so I had to go. I, they I, didn't want you to look like a jackass. Yeah. I look back at that now, and I'm pissed at my mom. Like, no. why did you buy those for me? Because no. I couldn't. I couldn't buy them. They were expensive too. No, man. they were real expensive. No, my my parents brought me to shop at J.C. Penney's, Mervyn's, Montgomery Ward's, and Foley's. Dude, I used to love <laughs> Mervyn's, man. Mervyn's. Mervyn's was the shit. So we used to go there, and then when Structure came along at Collin Creek Mall here in Plano, uh, that was like, it was it was like a structure. It, I, structure. Man, I think I remember that store. Kind it, of. it became Express for Men, but it was Structure. It was oh my god, like you know, jean, carpenter jeans, and then like you know the 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 Don Henley shirts like the like the but the three buttons down yeah it looked like a t-shirt but it had three buttons yeah. or four buttons yeah, yeah, down yeah. The, the thing and it was just uh I don't know it's uh that, that's where like they kind of had it and then they had like polos and whatnot and this was kind of before Abercrombie and uh, Banana Republic started but I that's where I used to and I never had Jinkos but people at my Dude, school had Jinkos you were into the fucking Juggalos you were a Juggalo though. No, as soon as Riddlebox came out, I was a I don't juggalo. Know, what does that mean? Riddlebox was their oh, the um, album. third album okay, okay, okay. in St. Clown Posse. How and old then, were you? I think 15, 14, 15. So they had off brand Jinkos. Yeah, I never got them. No, you wouldn't even get Your parents wouldn't let you have them? Nothing that baggy, no. Damn, I had to like dude. kind of be preppy. Yeah. And then I just kind Girl, of. Girl, you grew up in Plano, right? Is that no, no, I grew up? up in Garland. Oh, Garland, okay. <laughs> okay. So, but I remember Collin Creek was in Plano, and right. that was the mall to go to back See, then. I live right down the sh- street from, or grew up right down the street from Town East Mall. Okay, in the yeah. Skeet, right? Yeah. Dude, they had jinkles were flying out of that mall. No, I, I grew dude. up right down the street from Richardson Square Mall. Okay, yeah, same shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's where you should have gone, dude. Cause you, then you could have maybe found them even on sale. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's where, that's, we used to go to, because Richardson Square Mall was like the dinky mall, but Collin Creek was like the big, great mall. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And that's definitely no longer the case. It's basically North Park or die if I have to go to a mall. Dude, um, I fucking hate that. Oh, God. No, it, it's a thing. But, yeah, all these jeans. But, like, Jinkos, interestingly enough, were kind of, like, synonymous with, like, hardcore punk music. No. They like hardcore metal music. No, 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 no dude. What those, are you talking about? Those were pants for posers, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's why I'm pissed at, that's why I'm pissed at my, my mom. Because I'm like, man, come on, you're like this free spirit hippie, see through the bullshit thing, and you made me wear these now. Like, I think, <laughs> I think she did it as a joke. But yeah, it's like, yeah, let's like, see. Yeah, this, it, look, look how, look how idiotic this kid looks. But don't you wish you still had your pair of Jinkos? Absolutely not. Do you they'd think they'd fit I know, into them? I know they'd still fit. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be wide enough. That's so funny. I can't imagine you going around with Jinkos. Those. Because they're kind of like bell bottoms, but bell bottoms all the way up to the waist. Yeah, well, no, they weren't up to the waist. Like, they were like to your thigh, like maybe to your mid thigh. But I mean, bell bottoms got really big at your ankles. Yeah, no, well, but they, they, they were just. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sh- yeah. yeah, these were definitely above your shin. 
<laughs> and they cover your whole shoe. And they would get so filthy, oh, dirty. Oh, yeah, because like, they would drag on the ground. Yeah, they would yeah. cover your whole shoe. Oh, my dad would be pissed, too, because we can't put, there'd be fucking mud. Yeah. You, know? you can't put those in the fucking wash. What the hell am I supposed to do? He'd be out there hosing them down. Getting this, getting shit off of them. Oh my! There's a lot of bad things that happened in the nineties. Like but cr- good things too. Creed, Creed, uh, Jinkos. No, Gadzooks. I remember selling them because they always had the funny shirts up on the wall. Yeah, and fucking then, uh, when the, you the Big Johnson shirts. The Big Johnson shirts. Well, I, so they had Big Johnson shirts, but I always remember Big Johnson shirts. At like when you go to the beach and they'd have like a beach store, yeah, yeah. like and it, it's like and it says thirty like, big Johnson shirts. Yeah, when you're deep in the bush, it pays to have a big, big Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> or big dog too. Remember that? I, one? I swear to God, big Johnson likeness became Doug Funny, Nickelodeon. I don't know Doug Funny. I'll have to look into that. Doug, uh, yeah, it's a cartoon on. Wait, are you talking about just Doug? Just the show Doug? Like no, like the character Doug. They kind of look very similar. He, his friend is Blue. Yeah, his friend Blue is Skeeter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know that show. Yeah. Then. I thought it was just called Doug. Yeah. Well, his real name is Doug Funny, but yeah, Doug. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I used to watch <laughs> the shit out of that show. What was his girlfriend's name? Like Patty Mayonnaise. Pan- Patty Mayonnaise. That's right. I was gonna say Pancake. <laughs> and uh, the the bad guy, the green guy with with red hair, was Roger. Yeah, this man. They always give us fucking redheads a bad rap in, car- <laughs> in cartoons, dude. Like. It's well, yeah, even like in Pee Wee Herman. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the, the mean guy. Randy. And then, um, uh, Randy, dude, fucking. Well. And then it all came to a head in South Park where they had said gingers have no souls. Yeah. They made like two ab- actual episodes on yeah. that. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. That's what I'm saying. Like when I when I donated my hair. Yeah. I was like, man, someone's gonna get bullied now. <laughs> but then I remember that bullied bullying doesn't exist anymore. Right. What's like the ten syllable phrase for it now? Yeah, <laughs> fucking no, you can't. That kid's rapping bubble rap. You can't bully them. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna ha- we're gonna have a great show. It's a slow news day, so we're gonna do a couple like different things. But our main event, our main feature presentation tonight, on the unbalanced note, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Google Play, uh, is Van Halen. We're going to talk about them and their career and their lives and the funniness that they've done. Are we going to talk about Van Hagar? Yes, we are. Because we're going to go through it, how it was Hagar, Halen, Hagar, David Lee Roth, back and forth. Gary Sharon. Yes, <laughs> who was fired. So we will um, we'll get to that. We have a good one-hit wonder. But first, uh, a little bit of news, which is, again, a slow news day, but... Uh, there's a new concert film from Metallica yet again. This time it's with the San Francisco Orchestra playing live with Metallica. Metallica has been known to play with all sorts of people, including orchestras before. Um, and, you know, I really like a big orchestra sound. I believe Jacob and I have seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra before, and it's great. Numerous times. Yeah, but... With Metallica, with the big orchestra, well, I mean, is it they've just... They've done it. They've already... Remember, they already did, they did S&M. Yes. They, so, this is S&M 2. Okay. It's called S&M 2. Are they going to play Lulu with the orchestra? May, yeah, they might. You know that one? With the album they did with Lou Reed? Yeah, it, the, the worst album ever. It's horrible. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess concert film, again, I mean, they're just making... They're just printing money, basically. But, yeah. again, would, I mean, would you rather see them do it with somebody else or, like... God damn it! I don't know what I would want them to do anymore. Because I figure I, I I feel like like Death Magnetic, like the new the second to last album they did, yeah, is pretty fucking good. 
And then the, even the last one they did, the hardwired, hardwired to self destruct. Yeah, that one's pretty. Is is it, it when you compare them to like load and reload? You know, like again, a lot of bad shit happened in the nineties. Right. Metallica, not great. Right. You know what I mean? That's what was the end of it. It, was, it started to just dip. Sane anger, right? Horrible. Just. It's not really a Metallica album, you know? Well, wasn't that the one where they were all going through rehab? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, they Come made the movie. And, they yeah. fucking should have won the goddamn Oscar. Yeah, for Oscar for documentary of Lars no. going up to everybody's face no. and yelling. No, I, and then winning dude, a... That movie is a comedy. No, it is. Yeah, he's yelling in everybody's face, and then he's, Lars Ulrich paints a abstract picture. No, he don't paint them. He fucking... He bought all of them. Oh, that's right. He and bought he, all of them, and then he sold one yeah, for like made, $4 million he, so he made like $36 million or something yeah, it's crazy. crazy. But, man, I don't know, because I fucking love, I love, I love the first four albums so much. Oh, yeah. And even moments where, like, even the Black Album, I'm like, there's some cool moments on there, but fuck, you know, it's like, it's like people from the 70s that when they, when they don't want to hear fucking, you know, do you feel like we do? You know, they heard it so much in the 70s. Like, right. God damn, it's just played out. So I don't need to hear fucking, you know, Inner Sandman ever again. <laughs> but you know what I mean? No, I'm for like, sure. Fuck, okay, I get it. Like, but I don't, man, I don't know what they could do anymore. I think the only, they would have to, they would have to go back and do like a covers album again. Of Disney songs? No, that would be awesome. <laughs> if they, if they only did the Robin Hood soundtrack. Right, the, like, the animated one. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Metallica plays Disney songs. Yeah, that would be cool. But if you they ain't never had a friend like me, they, yeah. <laughs> no, if they did covers of like the shit that they fucking grew up on again, like they did Garage Days. Right. They did another one. Okay. But they would have to go fucking way back, or just cover Diamond Head songs or something. Well, they like playing with the orchestras. Like, I wonder why they don't have to do anything. Right. They. I mean. The the one time I've seen uh, what's his name Kirk, um, he was drunk off his ass at North Park, in introing that. Uh, oh, that horrible fucking movie! Yeah, the, the, like it had a game, the, the horror film, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yes, concert film. Someone stole their gear to the never. Yeah, yes, that's it. through the never, through the never. And like I the, remember, he didn't remember, he didn't know what city he was in, and he was wasted. And I was like, well, oh. but. The, cool. the fan turnout was insane. Oh, I bet it was packed. Yes. Well, they, they paid, you know, they budgeted that movie and paid for it on their own. Right. And they fucking lost, like, millions of dollars on because, it. Because the movie itself was terrible, but you just kind of, like, because interspersed through, like, was this it weird 3D? Movie. Yeah, I think so. And it was, like, their concert film. It was, like, somebody go see their concert. Yeah, like, but it was, like... Someone had to save it, though. Apocalyptic. Like, yeah, yeah post-apocalyptic fucking dumb. Yeah. God, if, if I wanted to do that, I would go play the Aerosmith video game where you shoot CDs. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like yes. that's way better than watching that fucking goofball Metallica movie. It was it was bad. But then, so if they're doing the things with the uh, with the orchestra, why not do something that Frank Zappa did and make a classical album? Because they're not capable to do that. I think that's like a testament to like the greatness of like the Beatles. Okay. Because even when they knew it wasn't working anymore, right. they stopped. Okay. And then they made their own music. Right. You know, so you can only write so many fucking great songs. You know, <laughs> and Metallica has a fucking lot of them. Right. You know, like on an unbelievable amount of great 
music. Right. So it's cool that they still, you know, try to make new music. Yeah. And are, you know, I didn't like the 90s ones and the Napster thing at the time. I thought was like, man, that's kind of fucked up. But now you look back on it and you're like, dude, he was, he was right. He called it. Like, Lars fucking saw what was coming. Like, if we don't take care of this now, all these artists later on are going to get fucked. Right. And that's exactly what happened. So, but he sued their, they sued their fans. It was awesome. Which is, which is kind of a dick move. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's weird that they would do something like that. Come on. What does the dog do? What the hell? <laughs> Bug dog is out here, and she's like, Man. I don't know what I want to do. Dude, that was, I guess the squid was stuck or something. What the hell? That was weird as hell. You all right, Bug Dog? She's, she's joining she's us for the hot podcast. as fuck, man. She's just laying out there in the yeah, sun with her she's, crotch she's up. Like, sun tanning, you know? But yeah, you know what? Maybe that's what they could do, like Kiss. They each could make solo records, right? Like, what do you think Lars's would sound like? Chewing gum, yeah, smacking fucking gum around for forty-eight minutes. Yes, I don't know what he would know what to do with himself. So he'd talk about himself. Yeah, he's oh. the gene, the gene of the band. He is the diva. Um, I love him though. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, he doesn't have to. No, he's. Lo- you know how much they're worth? We looked this up. Yeah, dude. no, like half a billion probably. Yeah, each, yeah, yeah. Each, it's yeah. crazy, dude. They're fucking. They're. They figured it out, man. Like they created a fucking great brand. Metallica. Um, Al- I'll see. They were way better when they were referred to as Alcoholica. <laughs> Alcoholica. Yeah, but they'd all be. They'd probably all be dead if they kept doing that. True. That's what sucks about booze, but that's what's so great about pot. You can't go from that. It won't fucking deteriorate your life. Right. <laughs> Only enhances. Yeah. Uh, or you won't do shit. Right. 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 So I mean, I think that's really it for news. Like there was no. Woodstock, dude. Well, yeah, besides that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were getting to that. Okay. But, like, other, like, stupid news, there's, like, literally nothing else music news-wise that we wanted oh, to talk ac- about. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. David Crosby. Oh, his documentary. Well, not the documentary. He he was, uh... It just, it's coming out this Friday. Yeah, well, I guess they did a screening for it or something. On Monday. Yeah. I didn't go to it. And he he sent out a tweet. And him and Roger McGuinn from the Birds, right? The main man, right? He sent a tweet out, and the David Crosby said something about like, "Yeah, you know, Roger McGuinn won't even speak to me anymore." And uh, McGuinn responded back to him and was like, "You know, hey David, I'm sorry that you feel that way. It's just really not true. I'm sorry that you would say that, but you know, he he basically came to say that that I do speak with you. Yeah, you know, I just, we don't interact on a daily basis, but." You know, I have no ill will towards yeah. you. Come over and so play. Then, well, so Crosby, Crosby tweeted him back. Yeah. How about a How about a couple of bird shows? Question mark. Dot dot dot. I won't do any talking. Dot dot dot. What? Yeah. So he's. It's like, and I've watched the trailer for that Cameron Crowe documentary yeah, yeah. numerous times. Man, that's going to be a tearjerker, dude. This is going to be like one of those Ultimate Warrior moments. Yeah, I really wanted to go to it. I couldn't do it on Monday because that's when the screening was. Man, you should but have I plan me, on. Dude, I would have sucked it up and tried to go plow through that. Well, I love I'll, David Crosby. I'll see if we can get a link. Yeah. Watch it online. Uh, well, no, I don't want to cry. <laughs> dude, because, man, I'm, that dude, that trailer's tough, He's man. been through some crazy stuff. Dude, he fucking, he got arrested in he, Dallas. He did prison time. He had all that <laughs> coke and all those, hands, right. all those guns in the car. Yeah. He was all fucked up, man, but. Dude, yeah, that's a guy who fucking, man, 
Talk about fucking being lucky to be alive. It's kind of like, you know, you look at Keith Richards, but like the life of Crosby, you know, you're surprised that he's not, um, that he, they haven't made that like rolling road show, uh, show about him because he was involved in so much stuff. Well, he, man, fucking Cameron Crowe's been working on this thing with him for like a decade. Right. Because he, they would get it going and then Cross would like shut it down. He'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. But in the trailer, like you can see he's had some, he's had some weird, like he's, he's had some weird spiritual awakening. Right. Or some sort of revelation in his life where he's realized that, man, I've fucking made a lot of mistakes and he yeah. probably didn't try to, you know, make amends for him then. Well, he was recently in the Jacob Dylan documentary, the Laurel Canyon yeah, one, Echo, in the Echo Canyon. Canyon. And I mean, he was the funniest one out of everybody. He, dude, he's man. I'm telling you, like, I lo- we both love CSNY. Right. I'm my favorite one is Stephen Stills, but my second favorite would would be David Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. I mean, just he's that that one solo album he did that if I could only remember my name, uh-huh. dude. That album is such magic. Like, <laughs> it's up there with like t- to me. It's like as good as like are you experienced wow in in a, from big. a sonic standpoint yeah like how you how you make and record an album yeah it's unbelievable unbelievable the the tone of that that album i fucking love it so do you think they'll do a bird show hell no it'll never happen do you think they'll just get together and i don't think i don't play think, an instagram I don't show think, no i don't well, <laughs> i don't think the fucking that McGuinn would would even want to do it why not? I, I just, it'd be great if they did. But I mean, it's a like your craft. This is something you love to do, and you're just kind of like, oh, I get to see the old guys. We're gonna go play a show. Yeah. Well, fuck it. I, I mean, it, I, I would love to see them play together again. That'd be awesome. But they've tried it numerous times. You know, in the and you know they did it in like the early '80s. Yeah. And then they did it again like in the '90s, and as. The it's like time, 30 years ago. Yeah, but as the time goes on, though, most of the people that are into the birds, fans, they, they die off. People that are 20 years old aren't listening to the fucking birds. No, they're So it's not like they're going to, if they did this, they would reform. They, but they, they would, would sell out, for sure. Yeah, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be playing fucking like American Airlines. Yeah, they would. Nah, hell no. There's no way. They would play like, you know, Grand Prairie. I mean, it would sound better there. No, I just meant like they're not, they don't have that. They wouldn't have that following. They, like, they, like if CSN, Grand Prairie three thousand people would, they would sell out. I yeah, mean, that's what I'm saying. But like you said, a a fifteen thousand nah, people I think no, would show up. Hell for that. no, you there's don't think so? Not not even possible. Fifteen thousand people I think in Dallas to show up for CSNY would maybe be possible. See, but when I saw it, when when they came through in like two thousand and two. I saw them at, at Verizon, and that was a show where in the they did two sets, and after the first set, they aired this like 15, 10, 15 minute, basically anti George W. Bush, uh, <laughs> like movie. Yeah. People left. The people fucking got out of there because you got to remember, like I've I've seen Pearl Jam here, and Eddie Vedder will go on a rant when W. was president. Right. People start booing. For multiple reasons, they're like, well, fuck, we know CSNY is political. Yes. You know, but when you're in Texas and you you do the, you bash the Republican president, not everybody in that crowd is going to be fucking cool with it. So there were, man, people left. It was a big fucking deal. Boo, there was booze. 
It was weird, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that I don't think McGuinn will get back with Crosby. Maybe they will. Dude, I'd, I would love it if they did, but I also kind of have to live in reality. Crosby, McGuinn, if you're listening, we would love. Well, and they got Chris Hillman. <laughs> well, I, I went and saw like uh, about a year ago. They did the tour where they did Sweetheart of the Rodeo, Chris Hillman and Roger McGuinn. Okay. And then they had Marty Stewart. Did he have his twelve string guitar? Oh yeah, dude, it was badass. Sweet. It was like nothing I'd ever seen. I like it. I like it. Um, so the the big big news topic. Big news topic. On the slow news day. So, on the slow news day, we really only talked about kind of two things. Malibu. Um, Malibu is most wanted. The, so, Woodstock has the people who did, some, some of the people who originally did the original Woodstock wanted to do a 50th anniversary, 50th anniversary of Woodstock and do a big show. And over the last, like, three years, it has gone through different hands, different companies, and as of, I think, today or yesterday, it's completely shut down. It is not happening. It's not going to happen. Nobody can get their shit together. Uh, so and everybody's pulled out. The sponsors, the venues, everything. So it is completely out of the question for now. So my question is, let's say, the, well, not, let's say it happened, 50th anniversary Woodstock, uh, celebration is canceled. However, you have your own Woodstock. You can do your own Woodstock. You have money. You have connections. Who are you booking? As the ha- they have to be alive. Yeah, they have to be alive. Because it's not like your dream lineup. Like, it's gonna it's gonna happen next summer. Who are you gonna who who's your headlining act? So well, like if we're to- going to if we're gonna go at it and like try to pack it in. You bring, you know, a band that would bring a bunch of people. Well, well, first off, my first question: Who do you open up with? Who's the opening act? Hmm. I would get someone who was at the original one. Well, who opened the original one? Richie Havens. Richie Havens on one guitar, just him for yeah, three and a half even, hours. He wasn't even ready. No, and then he had to pay for three and a half hours because the second act wasn't there yet. Yeah. And so by the end of that thing, that dude's arm was falling off. The dude was drenched in sweat, and he was just, freedom. Dude, but he crushed it. No, he was like you one of the see, best openers that's ever. One of, they should have never even fucked with Woodstock doing this, doing the 50th one. They, they should have learned their lesson in 99. Right, when it was you know, a shit show with Limp Bizkit. Dude, I would, I would get like GNR or like a Iron Maiden. Someone with a massive fan base already. I mean, it would be awesome to have. I mean, technically, technically, you could have Sly and the Family Stone open up Woodstock. Yes, yeah, so a band, someone, yeah. someone like that, right? So, like, I would get Santana to also play. Right, right. Try to get the CS CSNY thing to happen. Yeah, like that would have been fucking the cool. Who. Yeah, the Who. But I mean, see, then you don't want to have it. That then it starts to get a little like nostalgic. Yeah, like so. If you would have done okay, well, the Stones didn't play Woodstock. Get the fucking Stones to play. Bam! There's half a million people. So, <laughs> so, so your idea could be because there were. Well, yeah, I would interview. There were, let's say, twenty bands that said no to Woodstock. Lot, oh yeah, a lot. James, the, the uh, fucking Jay Giles band. Yeah, they turned it down. The Beatles, the Doors, because yeah. they. Almost all thought like, oh, it's just another yeah, summer this, stupid farm yeah. thing. What's in the mud? Who wants yeah. to fuck with that? But right, yeah, you'd, you'd have to mix like a lot of good, you know. Like it'd be cool to get Ghost to play. You know, that like if you got, if you'd have to pull from a like Sturgill Simpson. I think he was supposed to play at 
at this Woodstock. Oh. They, they had a lineup. Right. They had yes. like a tentative line, but they also had like fucking Miley Cyrus and yeah. But that's oh. the thing, though. You'd have to, you know, they. But you you would you would probably want like White Stripes to come back. No, well, yeah, you'd have to have some sort of because if you don't do that, it, it was basically a Bonnaroo lineup. Right. You know, it was like, well, these are artists you can go see. Whenever, yeah. yeah, like you have. That's why, I'm, like the GNR thing would have been cool because then it's like, okay, they don't, you know, they did do that tour and they'll they'll do their touring again, you know, right. But like, it makes sense that if you're gonna do a 50th anniversary of Woodstock, like the most rock and roll thing yeah. ever, maybe you should probably get some really great rock and roll bands that have never played it before. Van Halen. Well, no, nah, they wouldn't do it. Why not? David Lee, man, he's too crazy. He's too you can't you can't put him out there in front of that many people. At two in the morning, you can to get everybody up. If it was Van Halen, like fucking, you know, nineteen seventy nine, <laughs> fucking throw him out there. But yeah, no, they would. They couldn't. I don't know. I mean, it would maybe be good, but but that's the thing, though. They fucking tried to get the, you know, the Woodstock is a brand. Right. So they're trying to get it relevant for fucking young people and young people don't care about it. So like my mine I would like I would like to see Beach Boys with Wilson in it with everybody in love. I would like to see Genesis with everybody in their plane. Well, he Peter Gabriel played Woodstock 94. Okay, with everybody? Just Peter Gabriel. Yeah, so I want all of Genesis. And then they can Kind of do like a solo song each or something like that. I can't dance. Yes. No, that would be awesome to hear to hear that. Uh, Peter Gabriel wouldn't fucking wipe his butt with the masters from that tape. <laughs> you remember that music video? I can't dance. No. I can't. Walk. It's still it's still his best video, probably a sledgehammer, which is also a great song. Um, so no, I would like like stuff like that. Who you else? Know? Um. CCR, you could get John Fogarty. Oh my God! See, they play. They're releasing that. So finally, because out of any release of Woodstock up until now, there because Credence Clearwater Revival uh, played Woodstock, but none of their music has been released from it or video on anything. Mm -hmm. It is ridiculous. Yeah, but that would be great to have them come back and Fogarty just come back and kill it. That and would be not, cool. and not release it again. ZZ Top, I would have play. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, you can always go see ZZ Top. They they're don't play as much, odd. right? Well, I mean, they're older, but I mean, they're always touring. But not on a big venue like that. I was just thinking of bands that would, they bring a shit ton of people anyway. Like Leonard Skinner? Nah, because ain't, that ain't Leonard Skinner anymore. I mean, they need, to hang, they need to quit with that. I mean that's that's getting ridiculous now. What about Boston? Just, you no know, Brad Delp, no Boston, man. Okay. Same thing. It's like your main guy's gone, <laughs> right? Skinner. It's like you lost the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, that's they're one of my favorite bands ever. But goddamn, when that plane crashed, that's the end of it. They should have never called it Leonard Skinner ever again. Like your main guy's gone. Like the guy who gave you. In, no one else could have sang like that, okay. like Ronnie Van Zandt. Right. It's just not possible. He was one one in a fucking billion. Uh, what about Run DMC? Yeah, well, there you go. See, now you got to, then you got to get someone, some, you got to branch out to there too. You'd have to get some country guys. That's what I'm saying. Like Sturgill would be, would be badass. Chris Stapleton. Would you get Garth Brooks? That would be epic. 
See, that would, there you go. Now you're thinking. Bring out a ton of people. That's what I'm saying. Like, Garth tours, that, plays here and there a little bit, but it's yeah, like, but dude, much. I'm going to go see Garth Brooks at Woodstock, right? Because <laughs> then they'd get that experience, right? Right, yeah. Get the fucking dead to play there again. So, how many people of the dead would you want there? Like, would you still want what we saw, Dead & Company? Oh, Dead & Company? Yeah. yeah the, I'm telling you, I've seen, like, probably three, three or four different lineups. Yeah. I've never saw Jerry. Okay. You know, so I've only ever seen them post-Jerry. Right. And I'm telling you right now, the one we saw yeah. is the best of all wow, of them I saw. Okay. Dude, John Mayer does a really good job in there. All right. It's fucking awesome. It's good. So, yeah, I would have them play. Because, again, that's a fucking, a lot of people would go to that. No, I think Just so. to see them. Right. You know, they'd have no problem selling tickets if Dead & Company was the headliner at fucking the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Because that's what you need. That's a fucking huge brand. And they were there. Yeah, they played the original one. Right. And they're fucking coexisting with another band, brand they're trying to save. Like 15, 20 years from now, dude, no one's going to give a fuck about Woodstock. Now, would you have this mumble rap? You have to get some of those idiots on there to make it relative, to get a younger crowd. Would you have like somebody like the Goo Goo Dolls or something like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I'd get, I'd get Scott Stapp to play there again with Robbie Krieger. <laughs> you remember when they did that at Woodstock 99? Yes, yes. And so. you get Scott Stapp seeing Roadhouse Blues. Oh, my goodness. And I think Robbie Krieger has an Undertaker shirt on. Really? Google it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. right I'm going to look it up on my phone. Why can't you look it up on the CPU? You got you downloading some fucking porn? porno? Yes. Do people download porn anymore? I just, mean, it's all just free. Yeah, you yeah, just watch it, right? Broadband speed. Um, let's see who Roger. Just, yeah, dude. Rob, Robbie Krieger, Woodstock, nineteen ninety nine. I'm telling you, and I think his shirt's tucked in. I'm gonna go. Robbie Krieger, Woodstock. Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So he's wearing yellow pants. Yeah, he's got some fucking atrocious pants. He is wearing an Undertaker I knew shirt, it. and it's tucked, Absol- it's is it tucked, tucked into in? his I, yellow pants. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> I told you, I knew it. Yeah, because I remember if I remember when that happened, it was like because you could watch that live. It was uh, my parents. I mean, I'd, I'd convinced my mom to like stream it at the yeah. time. You could stream it to your TV. That was like right when that technology That's too was happening. Fucking funny. And then it was fucking Creed playing, and then Scott Stapp's like, "Wow, well, we're gonna bring out a friend of ours, Robbie Krieger from the Doors," and I'm like, "What?" He's, they're friends with that guy? Yeah. He's got yeah. an And then Robbie Krieger, he's, you know, it looks like he hasn't eaten in like three weeks. Right. Because the guitar is twice the size he is. Yeah. I'm like, I, all I saw was like purple lightning bolt. Yeah. I'm like, is that a fucking Undertaker shirt? <laughs> sure enough, dude. Yeah, those pants are yellow, man. That's like, that's mustard. Would you have the Fabulous Freebirds play their song, Bad Street USA? Bad Street. Fuck. In the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a stage in the parking lot. You get those dubious, Bad street, get those man, dubious ruffians, man. Michael Hayes, baby. My, 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 my Michael Dude, Hayes. we love. I, you know, I love me. So, Michael would you Hayes. have like Taj Mahal or something like that up there? No, you can't do that. It's too hot. You can't do that to that old man. <laughs> I saw him at Bonnaroo one year when I went, like 2004. That's cool. Yeah, he was badass. I love his albums. He's the shit, man. He's a good. So, so who else would you have? Would you have Jethro Tull? I would have rival this band, Rival Sons. I would have them play. Don't they're, they're like the best rock and roll band out right now. Really? Yeah, they're fucking great. What about Tull? Tull? Nah, no Tull. I'm trying to think of like newer, like newer bands I would have on there. 
You could do. I mean, you can't really put Metallica on there because they already did Woodstock '94. Yeah, they're '80s. Uh, I don't know Slayer. Okay. You know, get some fucking heaviness happening. What about? I would, oh I, fuck! I, I get I, disturbed. No, nah, I get Mastodon. Mastodon, hell yeah! Mastodon would be great. Uh, Sleep. Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah, you could throw some zombies. See, like I, Alice Cooper would probably be good okay. to put on there. Yeah, See, but I'm I'm trying to think of. Again, like it's like if we only keep naming classic rock bands, then that age bracket doesn't change. Is there anybody poppy you would put out there? That's what I'm. That's what I was trying to think. Like I'm trying to think of a guilty, a guilty pleasure that I like that I'm not embarrassed to say. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, mean? I think Prince would own it, but yeah, no well, longer there. Yeah. Well, I thought you were talking about someone like like Pink. I mean, Pink would put on a hell of a show, or like Taylor, her. like Taylor Swift. What about let's say? Timberlake. Justin, oh, I would put Justin Timberlake. I like Justin Timberlake. You already know that. Yeah. yeah. No, I like him too. I just think he's been lazy. Yeah. I well, just... dude, okay, wait a minute. Who did he marry? <laughs> I wouldn't be exactly like thrilled to leave the house either. I'd be like, why would I want to not hang out with Jessica Biel all day? Yeah, however, no. Jessica Biel's got her own things going exactly. on. Exactly. And Timberlake has the money to work from home. That's what I'm saying. That's I wouldn't be doing shit. Yeah, dude, but you can have, like, no. he has... He's, dude, I'm telling you right now, if I ever achieved, like, if I ever made $50 million, I wouldn't do a goddamn thing ever again. <laughs> why would you? Like, why would, why would you subject yourself to... Because he's still doing stuff. Yeah, but he's already done it, though. Like, he's already been criticized enough. Like, wouldn't you just stop and go, you know what, I don't have anything left to prove. No, I would be like, no, I'm going to make a fucking awesome album. He can't, though. Mm. He can. No, he can't. Surround himself no, he, with... He'd have to make a rock album that yeah. no one would care about. That's what I'm, He's not going to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I wouldn't do shit. That guy hit the jackpot. All right. What about adding to your lineup Jimmy Eat World? No. Jimmy Eat World? Yeah. No. Why? I don't like that band. Blink-182? With Lil Wayne. <laughs> hey, they played here. Right. They, they, he, I guess he got back on the tour. Yeah. Yeah. They just played in Dallas. Oh, yeah. There you go. God, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you would have to put some nostalgia. Blink one eighty two, Green Day again. See, but again, Green Day is huge. I saw Green Day live. You know who when I, they came through? I, I, this is a fucking painfully obvious one. Neither of us said Bruce Springsteen. Holy shit! Yes, because he's right there. He's his, fucking from there. And his movie's out right now, Blinded by the Light, which is supposed to be amazing. Yeah. See, I mean, that would be, that would be a win. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Yeah, yeah, get them back together because they're not playing together right now. No, get that guy from The Sopranos to get back up there. <laughs> Did you ever listen to the new Bruce Springsteen album? By the way, no, dude, you gotta I, listen to it. It's fucking. I good. like Springsteen. Yeah, too. he's the sh- he would be perfect to play. No, that, that would be great. Yeah. Do you think he would finish out the show? Or do you think he would... One night, yeah, oh yeah, he'd headline. I mean, if they did three nights... Right. Well, I guess it would be dependent on the rest of the lineup. But. What about Puff Daddy? Fuck. P. Diddy, whatever the fuck his Puff name is. Puffman. Cooliulio. Yeah. Coolio, holy shit. Mace. It's going on in the kitchen. I would get DMX, Mace, Ludacris, and Nelly. What about Method Man and Red Man? No, because I was going to say I would make all of them do Backstreet Boy songs. <laughs> Back streets, back, all right. Yeah, just fucking everybody. What's the guy's name that tried to put on that music festival where they wrote Ja Rule? The beat. Oh, the, Fire Festival. Yeah, it was Ja yeah, Rule. The, the C version. Didn't Ja Rule the Huda Huda Huda? No, that's JT Money. I don't know. Ja Rule was, oh, fuck. 
He was the fucking C-rate version of Tupac. He was like the Kmart version of Tupac. But yeah, no, no, nowhere near as good. No, that's why I said Kmart. Uh, all right. We've got a pretty good lineup, don't you think? We need more, but... We, we, we. Three days of ACDC? Three days of love and mud. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying to think of... I'm almost like going through like Jackson Brown. Smash Mouth. <laughs> no. Hanson. Hanson. Get up there and do their one song. <laughs> no, for an hour. You can't do Motorhead, unfortunately. Gotta have Lemmy. So I'm saying we have to... You'd have to think of... The fucking Taylor Swift of the world. Like, who's someone that's like Taylor Swift that's not shitty? They're in, they're in one, is there? It's, it's difficult. Yeah. But you'd have to have something like that to, for if, if they wanted to do another... I don't know. They just shouldn't even fuck with it. I mean, you can do somebody like... Either she's pop, but she's old school as Cher or, and Madonna. Yeah, I fucking hate Madonna. Yeah. I mean, it's... But... Two huge acts, pop music. You're saying GNR and the Stones. Dude, if you do Guns N' Roses and, um, oh, the one, oh, why am I blanking on that, Tommy Lee? Um, oh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Nah. Crue, nah. They're not. No? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, no, Vince is horrible. Are you kidding me? That would, they would, they'd ruin the whole thing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why you couldn't have Van Halen do it. Because David, David Lee would go out there and just, he would fuck it all up. He would, he just... It wouldn't you think work. so? Dude, he, he can't do it anymore. What he about can't do it. MC Hammer Vanilla Ice? No. God, who would even... No, I'd, I would leave. You would leave? Yeah. My goodness. What about Digital Underground? Humpty Dance. So do would, what you like. I would, I would run. I would run. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Parliament? No. Funkadelic? Nuh-uh. No way. Zappa plays Zappa. No. Okay. Let's have well, going down the list here, man. I don't know. What, what, I, I wouldn't do it. If what it, about... They should have never done it. You have John Carpenter come in and conduct an orchestra. What was themes? It wouldn't work, though. No? No, not at Woodstock. Those people want to party, man. That's why you got to think of, like, party and fucking... Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be fu- there'd be people fucking in that field. Oh, yes. More than fucking or fighting. Oh, yeah. And fighting, fucking and fighting. Yeah, I just, I, I firmly believe that they should have never even attempted to even pull this fucking thing off. How they even did it in 99 is beyond me. Because they got corporate sponsors. Yeah, but th- that many people showed up to fucking, you got to remember who the headliners were at that thing. Yeah, no. I, it's like, you go back and you think like, God damn, this was a mistake. Yeah. So you should learn from that. Right. Like the 94 one was cool. But if you go back and you ever watch the original, never the original, be du- it can never be duplicated. You can never be duplicated because everybody was nicer and friendlier back then. Because all of the documentary before the music starts is about the townsfolk and police saying, "Like, yeah, you just couldn't ask for a nicer crowd." The kids, the kids were so nice and wonderful, and you just can't say anything bad about them. That's not the case now. See, but what's crazy about that whole thing is that they projected that there was going to be, you know. 60 to 80,000 people but show up. Then a million people showed up. Well, that wasn't a million. Yeah, it wasn't a million. But, but I mean, it was like... A couple hundred thousand. Yeah. And it just became a free concert. They even announced it on the big... In addition to announcing that the brown acid was 
not badass and just yeah. <laughs> it, they announced like it's a free concert now. Well, one of my favorite stories from that is you know the people. What people don't tell you is like there's a lot of bad shit that happened there. Like so, there were people that were looting the vendors and stuff. They set, uh, you know, p- the people were mad that they were selling water. You know, like uh, which one? The original one. Yeah. So they burned like they 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 like broke in and burned and you know stole from vendors and stuff. So they got to a point where like you know the food that they had kind of brought in and thought they could ration off it was instantly gone. So they had helicopters bringing food and supplies. But they made an announcement. There was like a guy that, that he came out. I think it was Wavy Gravy. And he came out and he's like, hey, if, if any of you people out there still believe in capitalism, there's a guy up on the hill over there that's selling hot dogs. So if you're hungry, you might want to go up there and help him out. Since y'all decided to rob and steal out of the other from the other vendors the night before. Yeah. It was crazy. They People didn't want to pay for anything. They were like, fuck that. There's... We're just going to take it. No, I mean, that's crazy. It, so it wasn't all great and stuff, but goddamn, those people pulled it off. They fucking governed themselves, and no, no. one got... You know, it wasn't Woodstock 99. No, Woodstock 99, you brought corporate in, and they were trying to sell bottles of water for $10. Yeah. People rioted, and, you know, nobody Those people it. were going to do that anyway, whether those people were there or not. Dude, when Limp Biscuit and Corn yeah. are closing it down, yeah. you fucked up. Yep. I mean, Ugh, sorry. I would get ICP to play. Yeah, insane. All right. That's news. We're on to our our one-hit wonder. We're going to be talking about Meredith Brooks. Do you remember her? Bitch. Yep. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Uh, Meredith Ann Brooks, born 1958. And known for her one song in 1997 called Bitch, which became crazy popular for the next year or so. And uh, she was uh, nominated for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance at the 40th Grammys. What an empowering song. It is. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It is um, the... It's a really catchy song. It is fucking catchy as shit. I can still remember all the words to it, or you, just the chorus. Yeah, do you remember the, the music video? Of all Vague, like the, I vaguely remember the music video. It's like, through the course of the song, just several objects associated with women are just floating around the singer, basically. What do you mean? Meredith. Objects. Just like random things. Like It's, like, it's not like tampons. That's what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> but like, just like... You mean like cleaning supplies and yes. a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> yes, <and> the cookware. <laughs> Ro- rollers, rollers over the hair. But uh, yeah, the... Um, we just got, we just got a, what do they call it? Where they shut you down, monetized? Mo- yeah, we just... <laughs> well, he's mon- sexist. Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember when this song came out and everybody thought it was Alanis Morissette? It was like a thing. Yeah. Because she kind of... Alanis Morissette was huge at the time. It and, sounds like her. Yeah, it sounds like her. So it's just interesting. That's like, oh, that's a little Alanis Morissette. It's like, no, that's Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks, baby. Get with it. Get with it, Well, bitch. there was that whole thing that happened then, like Melissa Etheridge, right? Yep. Like, there was like that Tracy Chapman, the yeah. female rock thing kind of ballooned, you know? Like, they did Lilith Fair. Remember? That was like right around the time of the Woodstock 94. But yeah, that's man, it was cool that like, she was like a kind of rocking and rolling a little bit. No, like that's I, a fucking cool, angry. Like most, I mean this in the nicest way possible. But like most songs that are you know, 
I would say 90% of songs that are usually sung by a female right. are usually like positive kind of you know, right. more uplifting type yeah. sounding songs even. Yeah. And this is kind of real. I mean, it's a fuck. The fuck you song. I'm nothing in between. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. You know, it's all of this. And she was 40 years old when this came out. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. She wow. was, you know, not angry 20. Yeah. You know, she was 40. She was real angry. No, I mean, <laughs> you're, when you're angry when you're 20, you don't know anything. Right, right. Like 40-year-old angry, I wouldn't want to be around that. No, it, it's a, it's, it's, again, it's a great song still a great song to listen to i'm a to. bitch i'm a lover i'm a child i'm a mother i'm, I'm telling you <laughs> i'm a sinner i'm a saint that's a guilty pleasure no it's a it's a great song and it was certified platinum and gold and it was number one and it was on the charts for like literally every country <laughs> uh pretty crazy dude um, it swept the it swept the continent it, it the, the continent not only that it like it was number three in Iceland. <laughs> like, I remember, like the cover of that album, lots of flowers. Yeah, and she's holding a, a guitar. holding a guitar. Yep. I remember she used to, because I'm like fucking guitar nerd. I remember she had a kind of a cool guitar she played, like a Gretsch, like a White Falcon or something. Um, the one on this album. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's I probably a- am. Like that's what, I think that's school. my new thing. I'm just I just want to be wrong. Yeah, she, yeah, it's a Gretsch. There you go. Yeah, you were right then. I knew it. I fucking did. I, I I knew it. So it's I don't know. She's it's good stuff. So you said you had a story about her. No, I didn't have a story about her. Fuck, I did have a story about something else though. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just know. So there's a funny story with her. I'm not going to remember. Damn it. Um, so she was playing, she was opening up for the Rolling Stones in Argentina in 1998, kind of right after Bitch came out. And during her set, the crowd was like demanding the Rolling Stones came out and they became violent and started throwing shit at Meredith Brooks, uh, including rocks and tampons. One of the rocks hit uh, Meredith Brooks's eye. And oh, the her. irony of getting hit with a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> For the bitch song. Yeah. Huh. And so the next day, she came out and she opened up for the Stones in Argentina again because they did a double show. And she came out wearing an Argentine soccer shirt. But the crowd just went against her again. And so after singing bitch, she took off the shirt and threw it on the ground and walked off. It's kind of like, got badass. It's like, fuck you guys. I remember my story now. Okay, good. The the band that I play and the singer, he just went to Houston to see the Stones. And he was he was telling me that like the opening band he was like man the opening band is pretty good and I I was like dude I would be scared shitless to go open for the Rolling Stones yeah because nobody in that crowd wants to hear what you're doing right there's not a single fucking person because right. I would be the exact same way I'd be like why is there even an opener yep like when we when I went to GNR the at Jerry World a couple years ago they had the Cult opening yeah which is all I mean whatever like cool but Shouldn't have an opener for that, because no one is, no one's gonna be into it. Just, it, it in, in order to get yourself off the stage for that, just start playing, paint it black, be booed, and like hey, I gotta go off the stage. I'm telling you, I would be, I would be scared shitless to open for a band like that. But just like, because of the, that's exactly what the, I would, ex, I would expect the crowd to do that. But you know, you you think about that, and you're like, how big was Meredith Brooks with that song to open up for the Stones? But that's what I'm it's saying. Crazy. They fucking. When you get when you when you 
have a band that size, yeah, like the Stones, you, it's, you might as well not even have an opener. It's weird because I've seen Paul McCartney three times live, and he has had an opening opener once, and nobody really give a shit. And I, even the two times I saw ACDC, the first time they had an opener, and nobody liked it either. You're just like, come on, let's get out. Dude, because those, it's the same with Iron Maiden. Yeah. But Ghost like, opened up for Iron but Maiden. I'm, but yeah, but people were, they weren't even into it. Right. Because it's like they don't, they're not, they don't care. You know, and I get it. It's the same way. Like, I'm the same way with bands. I'm like, God, I don't even want to get there early. Right. Because I only want to see them. Yeah. But. There you go. Well, at least she went out there and fucking did it again, though. I mean, well, most people would have fucking got. There, God, how many people do you think were at that show? 120,000? And you're about to oh, go out there probably, and piss, Yeah, probably You're going to go out more. there and piss off every single one yep. of them. <laughs> two, two nights in a row? Yep. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm, it's crazy. I, I would rather find something else to do. No, for sure. It's, uh. It's insane. So, uh, the, the, the song had been parodied for a while and uh, by a few people. There was like a Blair Witch song parody for the Blair Witch Project to this, the sound of bitch, which is funny. I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah, Meredith Brooks, bitch. Go listen to it. Go download it. Go buy it. Watch the music video. Yeah, watch the music video. on you. Let's actually look that up on YouTube. How many views it has? Yeah. Okay. And let's look at the comments. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say <laughs> 20 million. 20 million. 20 million. I bet, I bet it's way higher than that. Official view. Okay. You're, you're wrong. I'm, lo- I'm not even in the correct... Uh, it has more views, right? No, it does not. Ah, oh, damn, really? Official video, Meredith Brooks, bitch, on Vivo, 7.7 million. Respectable. Respectable. <laughs> you know what pisses me off? Type in Gangnam Style. No, it's like 2 no, no, billion. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I know. fucking... Uh, what the hell? <laughs> um, like, Gwar should have 2 billion mu- music video views. <laughs> Some, but the, the, one of the good comments on Bitch was, this song is part of the if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best starter kit. <laughs> That's good. How many, like, how many likes does that have? 670. That's not nearly enough. Well, the first one that has over 1,000 is, does anyone else seriously miss being a kid in the 90s? No. <laughs> Basically a cute pop song about being bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, that guy pretty, wins. He wins the prize right there. Yeah, that's it's uh pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the national anthem of so many women I knew in the nineties. Oh yeah, that was an empowering song for for a lot of people. I bet this might be the most nineties video to ever nineties. <laughs> uh pretty funny. But yeah, <laughs> that song tells you how it is, though. No, it, it it does. It's like I hate the world today is the opening lyric of yeah. the song, so it, it comes out strong. So Meredith Brooks, bitch, go get it. Go watch yeah, we it. love you. Yeah, we do love you. Uh, if you're if you're around, come on the show. Unbalanced note. Yeah, hit, hit us up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll jam, dude. We'll jam. I'll play that song with her. Um. So on to our feature presentation. We're going to be talking about Van Halen. You got to get a new copy of this one, bro. 
I know, right? It's beat to shit. But I think the record's actually in decent condition. Nah, none of these records are in good shape. It's Van Halen 1. These <laughs> albums got the shit played out of them. Oh, yeah, this one's okay. It's not bad. Why does it say Burt Bacharach? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> what the world <laughs> needs yeah. now. Hey, I've been duped. <laughs> uh, so, Van Halen, you know... David Lee Roth, and then basically the Van Halen family, who are current members. You have Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, and then Wolfgang Van Halen. Well, not on this album. You got no. You got Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony, who we'll talk about soon. But this is a it's a, it's an interesting interesting world that Van Halen lived in. So, you know, Van Halen. In 1974, consisted of Eddie Van Halen and his brother, who is the drummer, Alex, and vocals, David Lee Roth, and bassist, Michael Anthony. And even their self-titled debut album, like, just brought them hugely to fame. But, you know, kind of like their history, you know, these two brothers uh, were, uh, they're Dutch, born in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, and they moved to Pasadena, California in 1962. And then uh, they just kind of like, okay, I'll play drums, play guitar, and we're just gonna we're just gonna do this. But interestingly enough, the Van Halens formed uh, the Van Halen brothers formed their first band called the Broken Combs, and they got really popular in their local scene playing just backyard parties. Which they, when they became a little popular in backyard parties, they changed their name to the Trojan Rubber Co. Cho- Trojan Rubber Corporation. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. And then Van Halen, they wanted to change their name again to Genesis, um, which is great. But then they uh, realized that Genesis. Um, Damn it, someone already picked it. Somebody already picked it. Damn it. And then how they met David Lee Roth. They wanted to rent a sound system from him, but they said, I don't want to spend the money. Let's just have him in the band. Yeah, get him in the band, dude. (laughs) We don't have to pay for this shit. So, uh, yeah, that happened. And they were like, and then so they they came uh, upon Michael Anthony, and they were like, let's just jam. So they jammed all night, and they were like, okay, we've got a band. And they're like, all right, we're going to do Mammoth. No, we're going to be Genesis. No, fuck. We're not doing Genesis. That's already taken. And then they were like, okay. According to David Lee Roth himself, he was like, this is name it Van Halen. It's a fucking awesome name, like Santana. And I guess it's... (laughs) 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 That's true. So they started playing more shows at backyard big parties in their flatbed truck in Hamilton Park. And then they, Dude, they've got one of the best band logos of all time. No, it's so good. And so they were doing that and like they didn't have anybody because they weren't signed. They were just playing backyard parties. And so they would do their own marketing where they would print out paper flyers and toss them out at high schools. Yeah. And that's like how they kind of became their thing. And then they went to uh, the owner of a club and the guy told him, which is famous in Back to the Future, they told him, I'm afraid you're just too loud. Yeah, I'm afraid you're just too loud. <laughs> too, too darn loud. And so uh, they, they talked with a few other people. I'm like, okay, we're going to do our demo tape. And actually, 
actually, do you know who did their demo tape with them? Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons he from paid, Kiss. He paid. He paid for this album. To be yeah, done. which yeah. is crazy. He wanted to. Yeah, he wanted to produce it. They, they, they knew. He so knew. Why? Why do you think he heard them and knew? He went. These guys are gonna. They're onto something because right. it was totally fucking original. Right. I mean, with the first song you hear on Van Halen one is "Running with the Devil." Yeah. So, Running with the Devil. But just the first thing you hear is that bass. Just yeah. Doom. 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 Yep. Then the guitar comes in, and you're like, holy shit. So that song ends. Then you get Eruption, which fucking changed the fucking landscape of guitar playing. Single-handedly, Eddie Van Halen, like, reinvented a fucking instrument. Right. That people thought could not be. It's done. It, you know, it's crazy. So their their first kind of recording, they laid the tracks down with very little overdubbing dubbing or double tracking so they wanted to sound like a live party yeah and uh then you know they released their self-titled album van halen which reached number 19 on the billboard charts which is you know for rock and roll i mean it's crazy you know you have and so what's cool about van halen if you've listened to any of their albums which i love um is that they'll have two or three songs on each album that are like a minute and a half long that are just guitar solos. Yeah, Spanish Fly. Spanish Fly and Eruption. Yeah. Like, so cool. Little guitars. Yeah. They're, they're damn good. So right after that album, guess who they toured with opened up for? I know this. Black Sabbath. Yes. Yeah. Like, and then they kicked them off the tour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they were too good. No. So like... Try to explain in so many words how good you have to be as a band to Not, first open up for Black Sabbath well, and then, a, then it, tell you like you're better than us. It and ain't, leave. Well, they weren't opening for you know Black Sabbath like past like 1976, right? If they kind of lose the mojo, because Ozzy had went, you know, he's kind of going solo. They weren't working. You yeah, know, they, they, the ship kind of. But still, they weren't like it wasn't Black like Sabbath. Yeah, but I mean, fucking that, that's the te- that's what I'm saying. The Van Halen is a band. Yeah. You wouldn't want to play after them. Like, yeah. nobody would. They're going to fucking embarrass you. Right. Like, when they played the Texas Jam. Yeah. Like, it was like, whoa. They fucking decimated everybody. Yeah, they went They went crazy. It's so, just, they were just, they played. Like, they fucking practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced till they got fucked. They were probably to the point of fighting each other. I mean, hell, I know, I could tell you, like, when you woodshed like that for so long and you're in a room with people that are loud yep making noises and then you mix in the personalities of eddie van halen david lee roth yeah try to get them to get well, along they were, for any period of time they were good together but then their crazy egos became like all of them, enemies though. they're yeah. all fucking they're all crazy like michael anthony is the coolest he's he's my favorite i love michael anthony so Interestingly enough, in 1983, uh, for the um, album Diver Down, in the Guinness, they're in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the highest paid single appearance of a band at a, the U.S. Festival, yeah, Festival. $1.5 million for a 90-minute set. Yeah, and, and David Lee Ross showed up fucking hammered, yeah. fucking pissed, fucking drunk. Yep, it was, uh, it, it was, it was pretty crazy. So... Um, I, before we go, get into like Hagar and David Lee Roth, I want to mention that Van Halen, you've probably heard crazy stories of bands having something in their contracts before they play a live show, go on tour. You probably heard like the rumor or like the legend. No, it's not a rumor. It, no, it's not a rumor. It's true. Like 
at each show in the green room, we have to have a bowl of M&Ms. And in that bowl of M&Ms, you have to take out all the brown ones. And so, I think it was yellow. No, it, it was brown. Was it brown? It was brown. And they had, like, these little things in their contracts, uh, like, that some people would say, like, oh, they're just acting like divas. But no, they it did, was for yeah. safety. Yeah, they wanted... Because they had such a crazy onstage set that if they saw something that was missing, they would have the ability to, like... They'd know they didn't read it. Yeah, and, yeah. like, they no, would have to brilliant. question everything. Yeah, they're fucking brilliant. No, that was... that They started that. Yeah. So the excessive rider. Yeah, yeah. Well they also yes, they also had like a a fucking brothel under the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if I, you if you ever stereotypical, you know, late seventies, early eighties rock concert videos where women are like women I, orgies and throwing their bras and panties on stage, that's Van Halen. Dude, that's fucking that's why that's why they're one of the best bands ever because yeah. the female to male ratio in the crowd yeah. was pretty much even. Yeah, it was uh, women just panty droppers. Yeah, well, you knew like they're gonna show up because they're like, "Ooh, David!" Yeah. Oh, right. And you're like, well, "David Lee Roth." They ain't gonna go home with him, so one of them might go home with me. He's one of the biggest Jewish rockers ever, dude. Well, <laughs> yeah, his dad. His dad is like a real high-profile doctor. Yeah, I think so. That's why they got him in the band. They were like, dude, this guy's he has got a PA and he's got money. Yeah. And he's crazy as shit. He's crazy as shit. I'll so, tell you where he got his shtick from is Jim Dandy from Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. So I want you to go, before we get into like albums, because we're going to talk about the albums and some of the songs, but talk to me about... David Lee Roth had this great thing going for him and then left the band and you have Sammy Hagar for 10 years. Yeah, Van Hagar. So yeah, what, what's the deal with that? And like arguably... David thought, David thought he was bigger than the band. Because here's what's awesome about David Lee Roth on another level that not a lot of people know. Every Van Halen music video, he produced and wrote. There you go. So he had a lot to do with like how the band was presented Right. Like, because that's MT- had, MTV. Yeah. You know, so he fucking, oh, hey, I'm going to get on this fucking production thing because their videos were huge. Well, what was the catalyst for him leaving? He, just, he, he thought he was bigger than the band. So they brought in Sammy Hagar and arguably, kind of like how they brought in Brian Johnson for ACDC, made more singles and more well, hits. They, yeah, they, they became more of like a household cor- Yeah, corporate. Yeah. Right. Kind of rot sound. Yeah. I mean, I like Sammy, but I don't like him with Van Halen. Like, I like Montrose. Okay. Or, the, or just Sammy Hagar's solo. But you to can me, still it's, appreciate, it, right? No. No? It's not the same band. It's not... To me, if there's no David Lee Roth, there's no Van Halen. Okay, so... The no, same with Iron Maiden. But, but it's weird because Sammy Hagar was with the band for so long. Yeah. He was probably with them maybe longer than David was. Well, okay, so we'll get back. So David Lee Roth left the band because he was bigger than the band. So he, we well, thought they they fucked. There's a lot of coke and a lot of drugs and a right. lot of fucking alcohol. So it, it was you know, and then Hagar came and you know brought a lot of the albums to mainstream. But then in 1996, David Lee Roth kind of came back yeah, for a little bit. They, well, they tried it. Right, right. There's MTV Video Music Awards, and they came back for that. And then it was like for like less than a year. And then from 1996 to 1999, for three years, they brought in Gary. Gary Sharon, yeah. That, and they made the worst album ever. Right, Van Halen 3. 
See, because Van Halen is smart because they kind of took a play out of like the Beatles playbook. Yeah. There's not really a Van Halen song that's over four minutes. Right. Like they're all three, three and a half. Yeah, even a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. they're punchy in the face and go to the next one. On Van Halen 3, those songs are like seven, eight minutes long. No, yeah, it's too, but they actually fired Gary Sharon. Yeah, dude. Because fuck, that was a bad idea. It was a terrible idea. And then um, they went on hiatus for several years. And then in 2003, they got back with. Hagar, which I remember them touring everywhere. And then in 2006, David Lee Roth came back. Uh, it, was, it was a thing. Yeah, that, they did an album. It's pretty good. Yes. And then from 2009 to present, um, it is kind of uh, the almost original uh, thing, except for Michael Anthony or Mark Stone. It is... All of the Van, it's the Van Halen brothers, Van Halen's son, and David Lee Roth right now. Yeah. So they've had like a tumultuous time, but what band doesn't? But then again, if you think of Van Halen, they've been around since the 70s, and they only have like 10 to 12 albums. Like well, yeah, but they have fucking five that are just phenomenal like women and children first is the shit well we're, we're, let's go so let's start let's start off with van halen the first five the, the first five are fucking flawless so you have run with the devil eruption you really got me cover by the kinks got which a, is got unbelievably a, good got a, yeah the whole that whole fucking record is nothing but hits yes i mean i, I atomic punk feel your love tonight yeah well ain't talking and about then, love is fucking every that's a, a sing-along and ice one cream. of my favorites of them jamie's crying that's a great song yeah. the ice cream man yeah that's a great music video and it's just they came out with that and like jacob said you lead out with running with the devil. Holy shit. Well, it's just as soon as the guitar hits, like once you hear fucking running with the devil and they sequenced it, like the way that album is sequenced to have eruption second. Yeah. On a debut album. Yeah. Of a, with a song that's just guitar. And yeah. You, then you go, holy shit, what is this guy doing? And then you do that and then they go into and then like that's bam 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 yeah it's crazy and then the van halen 2 is the same way dude yeah so let's let's talk about van halen 2 released not too long after that is that what's is the first song dance the night away no it's the second one it's you're no good that's right written by clint ballard yeah they got Um, they cover they got a cover on every album but dance the night away damn great song and then bottoms up is great spanish fly the guitar Dude, solo and beautiful f- girls no fucking someone get me a, somebody get me a doctor is the fucking rocking song on there so good and i mean that was high up and crazy light up the sky is the shit too that man i'm telling you the the, the first five out the five you're about to name every single one of them are just unbelievable. it's, it's crazy and so women and children first came out 1980 um, produced by Ted Templeman, who did the last one. And he did, what's weird is Ted Templeman produced all the Montrose albums, so that's how they and probably linked up with Sammy. There you go. Um, so with that one, you open up with And the Cradle Will Rock. And the Cradle Will <laughs> Rock. Yeah, dude. I'm- Everybody Wants Some and Romeo Delight. Fantastic. And then Tora Tora. Tora Tora is a fucking great song. Yes. Take Your Whiskey Home. I mean... Still, still great shit. I mean, they're really... That's the most heavy album. Yes. And then you get into Fair Warning That Fair Warning is real heavy, too. So, uh... Mean Street. Mean Streets. Unchained, So This Is Love. 
push comes to shove and sinners swing. Yeah, dude, Unchained is a fucking great. But it's interesting, riff. like these song, these these albums coming out, you know, like a year of each other, and they're having basically the same production team. Yeah, like, dude, they had a, they had such an original fucking sound. Yeah, and then 1982, Diver Down, you know, the red and white album sort of thing, uh, and that's when they came out with. Uh, Dancing or not dancing in the street uh, or dancing in the street, but then they did Roy Orbison's uh, Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. which I don't. I mean, I like the song, but I like. I mean, I think I'd always prefer. I don't know, man. I like the, I like the the Van Halen was cool, but they also did another Kinks song. Where have all the good times gone? Yeah. Do you think that Van Halen was like the Kinks just born later? No, they were. were what What Van Halen did was they took two bands, right? Black Oak, Arkansas, yeah. a band called Cactus, uh-huh. which was a couple of guys from Vanilla Fudge. Yeah, I, I love Vanilla Fudge. They forged those two together, and they made this sound. There you go. Okay. It's crazy. This, this diver down in 1982 spent 65 weeks on the album charts in the United States. Yeah, that's the last. It's then, like more than a year. Then here comes the fucking synthesizer. And then 1984, coming out in 1984 with the... I know the infamous child baby angel smoking cigarettes. Couldn't have that. Um, that happened, and you bring in the parody, which is like Jump, which is they're most known for. I mean, they made fun of it in Boogie Nights with uh, Mark Wahlberg trying to sing his own solo album in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Bum, bum. But then one of my favorite songs from them is right after that, Panama. Because it's like more hardcore, like Panama. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like 1984. I like Panama. I draw the song. line, but you like Hot for Teacher, though, right? Yeah, but only like. And then you'll have the song "I'll Wait" by Michael McDonald. <laughs> That's on there. I mean, that is. That I just, is 1984. I have, there's just something about, like the first five are just from front to back. They're so they're fucking perfect. And 1984 is cool, but I'm like, man, fuck, I hate that synthesizer. I hate right. that goddamn synthesizer. And there is some synthesizer, like, on uh, Women and Children First and Fair Warning, but it's, like, in a in the background. Right. They didn't write a song around the... Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. Jump! To me, that was, like, the equivalent of Hendrix going out there with a recorder. Right. Like, do-do-do. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what, what happened here? Yeah, and, I mean, and why isn't Dave playing that? And you've got to think, like, we always bring this up, ACDC in the 80s. They didn't fucking do that. But I think Van Halen was like, we're going to give it a try. We'll bring the synth in. And it became their most popular song, unfortunately. Well, I'm telling you, as we get further on and we get into the 90s, I'm going to tell you a story about Eddie Van Halen, and you are not going to believe it. All right, so 5150 in 1986... This is this is the Hagar era. Yeah, fifty one fifty is good, but see again to me, it's once Dave is out of the band, there's it's not there, it's, Van Halen. It's not a band, and then OU eight one two in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, that one is actually, I mean, for for comparatively, that's they're all, I mean, most of them, all of them are okay except for fucking Van Halen three. After. So what about for unlawful carnal knowledge nineteen ninety one? Yeah, it was number one. Yeah, that one. I mean, it's. Then you have Balance and then Van Halen 3. Yeah, Balance was kind of a... I don't, I don't really remember that one being amazing. But yeah, Van Halen 3 is like... Oh but like, so God. for Unlawful Connor Lodge and Balance, 91 and 95, they were both number one albums. And 
many Is that countries like because of the fucking movie Twister. Yes. Well, we're gonna go out to how many songs are in movies, but both of those albums went three times platinum. Yeah. But then Van Halen three in nineteen ninety eight only went gold. Yeah, I'm surprised it even sold that many. It, it, just, it just went gold, and that's like the cover of the guy getting, like the Homer Simpson guy getting hit by the cannon in his stomach at the no. you know, the bowling ball, the, the cannonball in his stomach. Oh, Van Halen 3. Yeah, Van Halen 3. And like just, if you read any critics, critic things about it, uh, they say it's like how terrible it is. Yeah, it was a fucking man. They really... That's a doozy. So I'll tell you what. It's, fucking Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, tell me this story about in the 90s. He almost joined Limp Biscuit. Who him did? And Eddie Van Halen? Him and Fred Durst had a jam, had a couple of jam sessions together. What? And Fred Durst claims what? that Eddie, Eddie he, they stayed up for like two or three days partying, drinking, have, you know, fucking around and making music and stuff. And he said Eddie left. He's like, man, I got to go to my house. And they live right around the corner from each other. Fred Durst said he came back even more fucked up with a fucking, like, a assault rifle or something. Jeez. Demanding all of his equipment back. And Fred was like, man, it was so weird because, like, I thought we were just hanging out and partying. And then he came back with a fucking gun. But look, it's a, tr- <laughs> it's a true story. Because Eddie got real fucked up. He started doing, he, he wanted, he started his own, uh, like, porn company. He made porno music. I'm serious. Well, which one of the Van Halen members did their own hot sauce and barbecue? I didn't even know that was a thing. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. All right. Probably I'm, Dave. I'm looking because one of them did. Well, if, my guess would be. It's not David Lee Roth. No, it's got to be. He'd be the Is only it Mar- one. Michael Anthony? Oh, my God. It might be. Michael Anthony is the key ingredient to the Van Halen sound because he's all the high harmonies that you hear on yeah. the songs. That's Michael Anthony. Okay. No, it wasn't Commercial Ventures. Oh, yeah, it's Michael Anthony. Anthony maintains a personal website titled Mad Anthony Cafe where he markets and sells a number of signature products, including hot sauce, barbecue sauce, and hot mustard. Huh. And they sell it at his restaurant. Interesting. Yeah. That's like Sammy's got his own tequila. <laughs> Cabo Wabo, baby. So interestingly enough, Anthony has wanted to expand the number of his outlets, his sauces reach, in order, uh, but he can't. Because he has to make changes to the packaging because his hot sauce included a phrase called so hot you'll need two assholes. And like Trader Joe's and shit like that were like, nope. We can't give you that. <laughs> we can't do that. So, but yeah, he, yeah. So he's the hot sauce guy. Him well, and Billy the, ir- the irony of that is he's in a band with two assholes. <laughs> <laughs> or was in a band. There you, yeah, there you go. That's fucked up. They did him wrong, man. Oh, that's funny. So, their most recent album um, was A Different Kind of Truth yeah, in 2012. A good, that's a good album. It only went gold, but it was number two on the charts. Yeah, no, it's, that's a good album. Well, people don't buy fucking albums anymore. It's interesting, and, and like, why do you think this is? From their very first album in 1978 through Van Halen 3, they were with Warner Brothers. In that 2012 album, they're not. It was Interscope. They got dropped, I guess. Warner Brothers was they're they're looking for the next big thing, and it ain't Van Halen. They, I think Van Halen three probably ruined it for them. They went, oh god, we got to go now. <laughs> We've got it. This is it. But see, what's cool about the the album you're just talking about is a lot of those songs that they were written during this era. 
Yeah. So they weren't like they did. They they weren't technically new songs. Yeah. And they were they were songs that a lot of fans would know as like B sides, and there's yeah. demo versions of of them that existed before and stuff. Right. But that's a really good fucking album. I saw them on that tour. Earth, Wind, and Fire was the opener. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But it's good. That's a good album. It is a great album. Um, and then, uh, in like Jacob mentioned, they've been their music's been in tons of movies, like including Better Off Dead, Spaceballs, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie Twister, Private Parts, Lethal Weapon Four, Varsity Blues, Detroit Rock City, Little Nicky, and Superbad, just to name a couple. You did name a couple. You named a few. I named a few, and I totally forgot that they were in Spaceballs, the Good Enough song. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that which is a great soundtrack, by the way. It's got. When I always ask people my question of like who is the greatest American rock and roll band ever, mm-hmm. their Van Halen would be in my top five. So it would be Van Halen, Tom G- Petty, G and R, Guns and Roses, probably the Allman Brothers. Allman or Rose. you know I put Skinner in Skinnerd? there because I think Skinner and Allman. No, because Skinner's more of a rock and roll band. Not like, a, they're more rock and roll, like not the, hard rock. No, well, no, they like the Allman Brothers were. They're kind of a. They did everything. Okay, folky. Okay. No, they're like fucking jazz, and you know they just. I wouldn't put them in the in the rock and roll. They are a rock band, but okay. Skinner had more of the fucking rock and roll feel. Okay, so with Van Halen, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. And Leonard Skinner, who's fifth? Who's God? Fifth? Here we go. This is where <laughs> this is we gotta close the door here. <laughs> I don't know. Don't put me on the spot. All right, we'll come back next week with that. Yeah, but put that on Reddit. Yeah, that'll be a good Reddit question. That'll be good. But yeah, dude, Van Halen fucking rules, man. They they they're crazy. They're crazy good. Um, Just feel good rock and roll music. Like you listen to it, and it's impossible. If you're having a bad day, you put on Van Halen, you forget about it for a little bit. So. If you're having a dinner party, would you want Hagar and David Lee Roth? I would only want Dave. Just want Dave. Yeah. And Eddie? Nah. Because he'd be chain-smoking, fucking (laughs) yelling out profanity, cussing people out and stuff. Would you say David Lee Roth would be one of the greatest frontmen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He had it, dude. He had it all. He fucking did it. <laughs> Serious, man. Like, all that fucking chest hair, dude. Yeah. He went out there. He's goofy. Yeah. You know, he'd say shit. Like, someone would throw something at him. He'd go, hey, man, throw shit at me. I'm going to go home and fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> like, he was quick. Like, yeah. he, was, he was a fucking... He had it, man. He yeah. Had, he had what you wanted, what you need for a band like that to fucking stand out. Like, he, he took, like, the Mick Jagger thing and fucking amplified the shit out of it. No, he did it because... He, he didn't know anything else to do. He was not acting. Right. Like, that's who he is. Because, like, you know, you, you think of Bon Scott or Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson's just out there having a good time. So is uh, Mick Jagger, but... David Dave's Ross- on another level, oh, yeah, because he's fucking coked up and drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's fucking... <laughs> Goddamn, dude, like... And you start. You want to think about the, the amount of pussy these guys probably got. Yeah, I'm Holy so curious shit. about that. You Dude. know how many women? Well, fucking okay. Eddie married Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah, like that's Wolfgang's mom. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's. I mean, good for those guys. Like, I love. I fucking love them, man. Like they're the. They're how you do it. But what's crazy is that, you know, they couldn't have any of this now. Because, like, hot for teacher, right? Yeah. That's, like, every boy's dream. It still is, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, but you get in trouble for it now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they. I mean, do you think they have any diseases or anything like that? I don't fucking know. I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> They're supposed to. There's, it's 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 in like their the thing. stones, man. It's fucking. It ain't goddamn fucking Christian rock. David Lee Roth, Jewish guy, born in Indiana, and without David, they couldn't have done it. Like without David as the singer, it was just it could not have worked. Sem- several members of his family were surgeons. <laughs> yeah, no, they. I think they thank him on the first album. They thank his dad. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Roth. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you. He was the fucking key ingredient. He was the missing. <laughs> they just they wouldn't without him. They wouldn't have done it. There's no fucking way. He had it. He he was the fucking magic. How much do you think David Lee Roth is worth? Oh, uh, probably not that much. Well, compared to fucking Paul McCartney, I bet David Lee Roth is probably worth sixty million. Let's check. David Lee Roth. Oh, you're totally right. Sixty million. I nailed it. Yeah, nailed yeah. It. All right. Lead singer of Spectacular Rock Band currently has a whopping net worth of sixty million. Yeah. He earns from his music shows, tours, TV shows, and other business ventures. He's, he did. And, they, and, and, and uh, Van Halen was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in two thousand seven. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Diamond Dave, if you can hear me, come hang out. So guess how much Sammy Hagar is worth? Probably more. 120 million. Well, he's got that tequila money. <laughs> and Eddie Van Halen is worth 100 million. Yeah, Eddie wrote most of the songs. Yeah. So, it's pretty crazy. Pretty pretty crazy. Great fucking band, man. <sighs> so there you go. Um that is uh go get you a six pack and have some great sex with your significant other while listening to Van Halen <laughs> 1. You'll have a fuck I'm telling you. You're going to have a good time. You'll have a fucking great fucking time. Uh so yeah, Van Halen, Meredith Brooks, um and uh, yeah that is unbalanced note that is this week's unbalanced note on iTunes Stitcher Radio Google Play listen to us find us at boomstickcomics.com highdefdigest.com can they find you not on, on you porn or something i had to delete that account too oh well damn i it. took off all my social media the whopping one that i have yeah oh i, I welcome to the club that's yeah. been me for 3 years my life feels so complete now <laughs> <laughs> uh, just get on YouPorn. It's good stuff. You even heard of that, dude? I, I, I pref- what's the What's the other one called? X Hamster. Yeah, X Hamster. <laughs> less less pop ups and cookies. There you go. All right, uh, we'll be back uh, next episode with some more great stuff. Yeah.